like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. going to get all up in you tonight. So it's gonna be things are so good. So good. You know what? I'm not sure this week if I'm gonna accept the rules. You know, you said some pretty fucked up stuff this week. I may not accept that rose this week. Will you accept this rose? My name is Arda Marine, coming to you from my bougie garage in Los Angeles, California. What a week in the Bachelor Nation. I could not be more excited about our guests today. We have two, I'm going to say newcomers to the franchise. We have two newcomers to the podcast, but I'm going to start out with our girl, our Ken Burns, our Bachelor historian, who I know has been blowing up my text chain like crazy, just being so feisty this week. Her head is flying off. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Lori, coming to us from somewhere on earth. Hello, Lori. Hi, everyone. Nice to see you. What a week, huh? What a week. What a journey. It's been, it's just been quite, it's been something. Things are happening. Are you exhausted, Lori? I am so exhausted from living in an internet wormhole and yes. really channeling my rage towards Chris Harrison. I mean, this this guy did it to himself, but we'll we'll get to that in one yep. hot second. Okay, I'm so excited to have these two guests with us. Our first guest, um, he hosts one of the most popular podcasts on earth, I think. I think if you were like... If you were doing like a popularity contest and it was and you were taking it on earth, 
his podcast might win. Uh, he is the host of The Dollop. He is a stand-up comedian. He has a new album out. He is an actor. He's a writer. He was a writer on Arrested Development. He was a writer on You're the Worst. We're so excited. This is his fourth season watching The Bachelor, but it's not been in order. We can't wait to hear what he thinks. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gareth Reynolds. Hey, thank you, everybody. It's Hello, a pleasure Gareth. to be here. How are Hello. you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you enjoying the season so far, Gareth? This season's been wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. I've enjoyed it. And then I've, again, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I've really been enamored with Chris Harrison's job. And so this is an exciting episode to be on. I mean, quite honestly. I manifested this. Man. You man- You wanted him to take it's himself been on my vision board for years. And You've- before I even started watching. <laughs> you know what? I like just picturing you in your house with a giant board with like a 10 foot head of Chris Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. Every night, just just yeah. like I'm coming. Got me evicted from-, from two different places, but finally <laughs> found a cool landlord. You know what? I I I I support this, and I think that your instincts are correct. Thank also, you. with us, we have another. I don't know if this is his first season watching. I think maybe this, this is the first season. The first. He is just a baby boy in the Bachelor landscape. He is a brilliant stand-up comedian. He was a writer on At Midnight for years, which I believe is where we met. I I think that's yeah, where we met. Um, he is a uh, he is he's a tw- he has a Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. He um he is. A fucking brilliant podcaster, ladies and gentlemen, Ify Waterway. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, yes. I still have my uh, K-1 visa into the Bachelor Nation. Uh, We're going to see if, you know, I can settle down with someone, maybe uh, Queen Victoria uh, and I will uh, lock it down. You know, I, I, you know, big news. Uh, Now, now we also have with us, of course, Anna and Katie. Hello, Anna. Hello, Katie. Hi. Anna, you love Queen Victoria. Is that correct? You love her. You slid into her DMs. Is that right? Uh, who, me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have. Yes, I, I did. I did get into the DMs. I did. She did. She seemed less interested in romance and more interested in followers. She okay. was, it was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, this ain't real. This ain't oh, real. Wow. But there's also MJ, who is also uh, now available. Uh, so I will uh, update on that DM slide. Okay. No, I want to tell you that. Our last year's rookie of the year, Jerry Trainer from iCarly, also had his eye on MJ, and he was very upset when she turned to the bully side of things. Now, let, Queen V came out swinging. She she was swinging yeah. with Katie with the dildo Queen Katie. Oh, she yeah. completely won. And then, what was it about Queen V that caught your eye? I, you know, I, you know, for a while it was real hard, uh, you know, but then they got a reverse shot on Queen of Victoria and I was like, okay, I can see why the, the half black side of Matt James is interested in Victoria, why she's lasted as long. And you know what? I, I, I fell for it too. Uh, Interesting. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you? What was your opening line when you slid into her DMs? <laughs> oh, my open, up, my opening line was a yeah. shirtless selfie that mm. said "Good morning to you, Queen Victoria and yes. Queen Victoria only." She came in and she liked it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> can yeah. I just say? <laughs> a tip of the hat to you, my lord, and welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I've never received a shirtless DM slide. Like, and, and I'm not asking for that. Anybody out there listening? I'm not. This is not a call. This is not me putting out a siren call. I just sent you an Arden. Oh my gosh, Garrett, how did Have you, it. How did you even take it? Like your shirt off? It was the exact. You're in front of your giant Chris Harrison poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it distracts too. I mean, it's it you shirtless in front of a shirtless Chris Harrison, which it's is very meta, fucked very up. Meta, very meta. Very meta. All right, I'm gonna just talk for one hot second. I'm just gonna address the elephant in the room. You guys, let's just we, we're not a gossip podcast. We are we break down the episodes, but I feel that as my as I do the Lord's work talking about the most important franchise on television, it's basically the NPR of podcasts. Um, Chris Harrison, for those of you who don't know, and I feel like people don't know the whole thing. I think they don't like I had even dear friends of mine who were like, What's the whole thing about? If you really want to know, Chris Harrison really, really shot himself in the foot. He he went and taught, he had a 15-minute interview with Rachel Lindsay, uh, who was the first black bachelorette, who's a brilliant lawyer and is now a host on Access Hollywood or Extra? Extra. Extra. And he went on talking about Rachel Kirkconnell and um, there was all these like – there's all these controversies. There was rumors about Rachel that she had been p- maybe racist to people in high school. She's sort of a front runner right now. There, mm. Somebody found photos apparently that she liked of her friends in front of Confederate flags. Rachel Kirkconnell hadn't addressed it. And Chris – and then the worst – the thing – not worst. Another, another horrible thing that came up was – there was a photo of her in 2018 at a sorority party. Apparently, these parties are banned. But old they, South party. That's it was an old. It was an old South party at a like a plantation style house where they dressed up like sort of like Scarlett O'Hara, where they celebrate everything about the old South. And people were really upset, and she's like the front runner. And and just for a little backstory, and and we'll get to the podcast in one second. But like a few years ago, when um. Becca was the bachelorette. She picked a gentleman who had liked all these inst- – no, again, when you're in the machine of the bachelor, you don't know about people's social – you're not online. You don't know what people have done. But So she picked a person that had been liking some very problematic posts and – Basically, the Bachelor franchise historically has not had people – like they've they've taken the wrong side of things. They treated Rachel Lindsay badly. Um, you know, they – nobody really spoke out against Garrett uh, with Becca. And now when this happened, here they are. They've cast their first black Bachelor and like the front runner has all these potentially very racist things online. And Chris Harrison went to go talk to Rachel Lindsay and had – just a terrible interview, at which I'll just read you a few things and then we'll get going. But it was um, – he he basically mansplained her and like gaslit her. He was talking about the photo from the Old South party. And he says, well, Rachel, the picture was from 2018 at an Old South antebellum party. Um, he says, you know, uh, I and I saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago. That's it. And um, – and he's like, you know, really? That's it? And then Rachel Lindsay says, well, that was from like three years ago at an old South Antebellum party. That's not a good look. And then he got very defensive and he said, well, Rachel, is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? Because there's a big difference. And she said, it's not a good look ever. 
whatever, if I went to that party, what would I represent? And he said, you're 100% right in 2021. That was not the case in 2018. I'm not defending Rachel. He said, then he went on to say that 50 million people went to parties like that in 2018. That was a type of party that people went to. I mean, so it just goes on and on. It's 15 minutes long. And people are, so now he's stepping away for one episode and there's a petition going online to have him removed. And um, I will just say for me, you know, if you're going to, like, they should have been extra, you know, you cast your first Black Bachelor. Like, the fact that he could be falling, like, they should have vetted everybody. It's And and then you should go apologize if you fuck up, like, to then go attack Rachel Lindsay. It was so hard to watch. And I feel like she should be the host. I don't think she'd want to do it, but I think. She would be an amazing host. And I see Lori nodding her head. Lori, do you want to say anything? Yeah. I mean, well, one, uh, Van Latham was right and that Chris Harrison is a weenie. Um, Such a weenie. And it, I, I mean, it was appalling. I mean, not only was it appalling that he was racist and defensive and asking for grace for Rachel on the show, but not Ra- Rachel Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. And he said to Rachel Lindsay, "Who are you? Who are who the you? hell are you?" Yeah, and then and, and then he he backtracked and said, "Who who the hell are all of us?" And right. you know what's what's so bonkers is that he not only was defending this just blatant racism, but he was contorting reality to justify his statement, saying fifty million. It was when she was what eighteen. Yeah. It was. You know, 50,000 years ago or something like ridiculous. He was making up lies to support his racism. And it was it was disgusting. And um, that's what I have to say about that. I stand with Rachel Lindsay. And I think I think I think she should host The Bachelor personally. But I mean, I think, you know. If you're going to do changes to the show, which they do have the most diverse cast they've ever had, like, you know, they should they should back it up and have more diverse producers. And like it is I think the it, it if your host is out there saying this and belittling the first black lead that you've ever had, like talking to Rachel like that, who's been dragged like they didn't have her back. The same thing happened on her season where Lee – like the, and anyway, Anna Katie, does any – if anybody wants to add anything and then Anna, Katie. Yeah, I thought it was bad. Like he had more compassion for like the girl who is like a clear white supremacist than like one, your bachelor, one, the majority of the women you cast on this season and yeah. for Rachel. Like – and also who th- – no publicist. No publicist. No publicist. Was, like, this is it. Like, this is going to ruin your career. Unbelievable. Just like such a lack of like thought went into it. And apparently I listened to that podcast, you know, Rachel's own podcast. And she, and she said, like, he wasn't concerned. He's like, I might get a little flack, but yeah. Yeah. So out of touch. Yeah, I see Ugh. Gareth. I see Gareth leaning forward. Well, as a, the only white man on the show, I feel like I should obviously uh, speak <laughs> soon. Um, uh, I it's crazy watching it. It really is crazy because it is one of those things where it's like slow motion where you're like, how are you stepping in? Like it just there's two things. One, the thoughts are just crazy. But two, if you're the host of The Bachelor, you have the easiest gig 
you just yeah. your job is to basically just shut up and say like Rose every now and then yeah. and then just pretend like the person on the show is your best friend. Yeah. And the fact that he has the confidence to when he, I first hear him actually speak his mind, it's yeah. like the craziest shit. Yeah. Um, and I think didn't didn't uh, Rachel from Extra, didn't she like say she was done with the franchise? Didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it de- it depends what they do. If they have him back right away, then, I mean, people should probably be uh, alarmed by that, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think you should, I mean, I just think it's so egregious that it's like, yeah, you probably have to go. He has I mean, to go. Yeah, it's so crazy. I yeah. think what really kind of blew me away is like, it really got me thinking, it was like, man, I, because, I, you know, everything about last year made me wonder, how white men view the world, but really this one, because he's like, it, it was 2018. Like that was so long ago as it, yeah. it was like, it was 2018. You know, we were all calling everyone Negroes and you know, it was the sub- segregation was wild yeah. and rampant. Yeah. You know, it was a different time, 2018. <laughs> Lincoln was president back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His numbers were crazy. The 50 million, too. It's like, what? Like, how? I mean, I thought it was a weird question on the census, but now I know why. (laughs) 50 million people went to parties like that in 2018. What? How dare you? (laughs) I'm so uncomfortable for, like, listening to it. I had to, like, keep hiding under my pillow and then come out and watch. And you're like, no, you did not just say that. Like, and and she was saying, what's the name of her podcast? Because she hosts a couple podcasts. Higher Learning. Higher Learning. It's such a good episode when she's talking. I highly recommend you listen to it. But she said that she had to like that she had to like basically she just sat, sat back and kept calm and just let him keep talking. It was like her whole mo was like I'm just gonna let him because she said that this is the side that she's she's seen but like has not been this is not surprising to her is what she was saying and so she just mm. is like i'm just going to let sit back and let him do his thing yeah, I mean, this is this is exactly why, you know, we should ratify my turned up census system, uh, which is where <laughs> we do a census outside of every party, every house party, every brunch. And, you yes. know, that way we'll know exactly how many people are going to these, yeah. you know, parties and brunches. Hey. Turned up <laughs> census. I like your turned yeah. up census. Yeah. Um, all right. So here we are. Guys, we're, we're here. We are in the fun of the Bachelor world. Iffy, what made you start watching this season? When did you, so this like were you like you know what? It's the pandemic. I'm going to do it. Oh, it's exactly what you thought it was. It was like, oh, this is the first Black Bachelor. And I was like, I got to see this. <laughs> yeah. I got to see this. I got to get tuned in because uh, you know I had um, you know of course like anyone with a friend in comedy. I had lots of friends, Anna, always talking about it. Miles, always talking about it. A lot of homies talking about The Bachelor. Yeah. And then um, I actually had a friend who was kind of giving me tabs on like the end of The Last Bachelor because she was half black and how she was, you know, dodging the BLM questions like she yeah. was Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I need, I need to see what's going on here. And yeah. it was great. 
right out the gate. Like as soon as the first episode started and Matt James started his manifesto on why it's okay that he's about to choose a white woman, like yes. that was real great. He was like, you know, as a biracial, my mom, my mom, <laughs> she's white. So, you know, that's, that's what I see. And, yeah. you, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, a lot of people want me to end up with who they want me to be, but it don't, it don't matter. You know, my mom is white, by the way. <laughs> Y'all to know. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. All right. We heard you, Matt James. We got, I know, I, look, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Okay, a lot of us without white moms still dating white women. You don't need to give, <laughs> don't need to give the speech, you know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, you know, I watch Get Out, Jordan Peele, white wife, like me. <laughs> Want to do that? Let's do it. That was episode one, and I mean. I have to say, I mean, just seeing how defensive Chris Harrison is, I feel like, I mean, we don't read spoilers, so I don't know, but I feel like she's got to win. I feel like Rachel, he wouldn't be coming this hard if Rachel didn't win. Are you telling me that the Bachelor Nation, some folks already know who won? Like they figured it out? They always do, but I don't, we will, we are spoiler free because. Oh, I'm spoiler free too, because I don't even know. Like, for example, this cameo which we'll talk about in this episode apparently the bachelor nation already knew who this was and this was a big thing that people who was listening to the podcast oh yes i'll give you a little backstory and then we'll start at the top of the episode here comes heather walking in in her white giovanni dress driving up that minivan like a big bad lady like you know is sexy that sexy bad girl in that white minivan in the woods of pennsylvania (laughs) knock knock knocking for captain harrison and she walks in and so you guys she was on colton who was a virgin they won up to their male virgin season. She had never been kissed. Lori, is she the first adult contestant that had never been kissed? So, I mean, there's always been sort of this arc of virgins on various seasons, but she is the first I recall who had never had a kiss now, until she had an on-camera kiss with Cole. Now, there was quite a bit of spe- – now, Gareth's face is very puzzled right now. There was a lot of speculation that she was a producer plant, that there was no way that this adult woman, this, like, cutie pie smoke show, there was no way that she – she seemed so sort of put together and like like an adult woman. Like, it just didn't add up. You look confused, Gareth. So she'd apparently never been kissed. Oh, that's what confused me. I, and, and she was on a season with a virgin? She was on a season with a virgin. And so they were just like, what was their plan? They were just like, we want this to be the worst sexual encounter in the history of the show. This is our goal. We want to see him get the final kiss. Yeah. I mean, they had sort of just come off. Wasn't that right after Ari, who was like super horny? So they went from like a super horny bachelor to like a male adult male virgin. And then they brought in a never been. So Heather had never been kissed. And um, so she shows up. And if we recall the cliffhanger at the end of last week, she walks in. Piper's talking to him. She confessed that she like loved him. And then in walks Heather. And she's like, wait. And he's nervously starts laughing and going, ha, 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 ha. Heather and Piper's like, what in the fuck? And so then Piper walks out. She's like, this random ass girl walked in and I am the invisible bitch who never existed in the first place. What the fuck? First of all, what the fuck? Um, I am literally <laughs> shaking. Um and then in, so Piper's in with him. She's like, I'm in Pennsylvania. Hannah B. flew to me and she was like, you know who has the same values as you? Matt James. Here's my question to all of you watching and listening. Didn't she know for a while that they both had, like, 
She didn't mention it earlier. This is just now mid-season. Did that strike you as odd? Gareth, what did you think of when the you The whole heard- thing was crazy. It was yeah. all crazy. I mean, you remember when that uh, that astronaut lady drove, like, across the country to, like, <laughs> find her man? The oh, only yeah. difference yeah. between those two stories <laughs> is a soiled diaper. And that is the only thing that made us look at the one and shun her. And the other, we're like, this is a romantic tale. Yes. Um, but it's super weird. Lisa I Nowak. Like, that was the Lisa, astronaut. There Lisa we go. Nowak. Wow. She's not getting the rose in my patch. But, um, <laughs> but I, it was just, I, in my head, I was like, if they're doing this, he has to pick her. And yeah. then that's going to be crazy. And right. I was a little excited for that because obviously I'm in it for the drama. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, the fact that she the fact that it was totally inconsequential was sort of like okay. I so wish, now she just drives back in the van. I, I wish, Lori, were you shocked that her stint lasted like a total of twenty incredibly mean w- minutes with like a, a like a honey hive of ten lady wolverines who were just tearing her limb by limb in the <laughs> Nemecolon lobby? Were you did you think we shocked that he let her go? I wasn't shocked because it was so deep in the season. Um, I thought that maybe if I was sort of going through the different circumstances that could have led up to this point. And I'm thinking maybe she, she asked about joining that season, but then the producer said, Oh, we're going to hold off and put you in towards the very end for like that a Nick Vial to make a Nick Vial. Yeah. Because they have had uh, contestants in the past, like uh, Becca Tilly, who was a repeat contestant, but showed up on the very first episode of Ben Higgins. Nick Vial came in late. He came in late. People were pissed. A little bit, but not this late. I mean, there's only one more. Well, their hometown's next week, right? So it's right before hometown. So it's a really (laughs) weird placement. I think that... Because of they're in the pandems, they're in the pando, they can't go anywhere, they're not flying all over the world, there's no like fun concerts or castles or whatever, so they have to figure out what to do to mix it up. Okay, so basically, she goes to him and she's like, hey, Matt, I'm in Pennsylvania, and then Hannah B came to visit. She said, you'd be really good with Matt, and she goes, I learned about your heart, and I learned about his heart, and I booked a red eye on my own, and I rented a van on my own, and I put this diaper on all like the big girl that I am and then Piper was sobbing and she was like what are you doing here I've never felt more invisible and all the all the women are like tending to her and Matt's like wow I had no idea you were even considering coming here it's a shame because we do share a similar best friend and I'm here for a wife she's like I know I know I'm here for that too I'm totally here for that and then the women the women outside who had just been scolded last week for being a bunch of mean girls and there are cameras on them and they had literally just like all the – he doesn't seem to like the mean girls. He cuts the mean girls like a pack of – like these – the most intimidating sofa led by Jacenia, Kit, and Piper. They were like, what's your name again? So you're just like bachelor hopping? You're bachelor hopping. Oh, OK. You should go. <laughs> yes, yeah, I – I am so glad you brought that up because I obviously I'm very, it's just fumed up after, you know, the fall of Victoria and this, and there was a lot of of the the whole slant, which also, you know, I'm glad uh, Lori's here because I want to, I want to chop it up because I would get another historian. There's a full historian right here. 
I did another bachelor po- uh, pod and they said that typically what usually happens in the bachelors is when people go to snitch, it's usually the person who snitches that ends up getting like clapped snitches or left, stitches, left yes. off. And Matt back to back has allowed a snitch to yes. win and you can see it affect all of the girls the moment that they get away with it. And even Yesenia. Yes. Talk when she me. got, you could Talk see her smirk. You see, you see the smirk when it works. And I'm like, what are you doing, Matt? You, 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 you don't know what you're doing. You cut so, the queen V. Can yeah. I just say thank you for pointing that out? Because historically, the snitches do get stitches. The snitches get cut. You're absolutely right. And Jasenia, who had just gotten, she should have just let MJ, mm-hmm. she should have stayed in the good graces. You don't go immediately to being like a like a mean girl. She was mm-hmm. so mean. Oh, uh, um, okay. I knew you. I was. I knew it was fake. I knew it was completely fake. And the and all these new girls too who were doing that. And I was like, you were just complaining were just, about that you happening. You had fake. the same thing. Oh, Gareth, what did Victoria? Gareth, what did you think about this? This the pack of wolverines coming for Heather in the lobby. Well, like you said, we just learned Matt doesn't respond to this. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, and they just were all back on her right again. Although it is, it was, the, again, it was so crazy what she did. And I could understand them being like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, they immediately were just like ravaging her. Like, it's a shame that dress was white because she was getting bludgeoned. There was bludgeoned. She did get I mean, ruined. it was truly, I... It's an interesting thing because on the one hand, with casting this season, and this is a very young batch of ladies, on the one hand, there is a group of the loveliest, like, Brie is lovely. Michelle is lovely. Abigail was love. Like, they have really lovely women. And then there's a pack that are the meanest. Killers. I wouldn't last – I would – honestly, if I was Heather, I would have burst into tears. I wouldn't have lasted 20 seconds. I would have – I mean, Anna can vouch for this. I can't fight. I would have lasted 20 seconds, burst into – it was so mean, so If you mean. look in the credits, that whole sec- – that section there was specifically directed by Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually explains a lot of the Chris Harrison stuff too. Yes, it really does. It really does. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, Lori, what did you think? Were you is this where does this fall in the the history of The Bachelor? Of, of is this the meanest flock of ladies we've had? I don't know if it, I mean it could be a, a pretty mean gaggle of of ladies, but you know, there's only those three that were leading it. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, Piper on uh, Rachel Lindsay's podcast said the reason why she had such a um, uh, adverse reaction is she's so used to having like this, these entitled uh, pretty white girls come up and interrupt her time and make her feel invisible. So she okay. was sort of manifesting that. So I was like, okay, that's, I can see that. That makes that's sense. A point. I think Kit, I have, you know, I'm, I'm not into her. Uh, but I think that she, I did respect, and we'll get to it later. How she barrel rolled out. Somebody, oh my god, that oh was god. so good. We'll get to I it in a second. That. But no, it was uh, yeah. For, I it love was, that. I, after she was like, "I'm gutted. I'm gutted. I'm gutted." Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was a journey. It was definitely a journey. Yeah, but you know, I, I think uh, I, I think that Jacinia, uh, 
you know, she she could have been a, a bit nicer. I, Lacey Mosley texted us last night and she was like, did she really just say, I'm Cynthia Rowley's daughter. You don't break up with me. I break up with you. And Beryl roll out of the, Beryl roll out of the show. <laughs> that was when I woke up to this morning. Was like, a text from Lacey and Anna going, I'm Cynthia Rowley's daughter. I was like, she's right. Um, Okay. Anything further from so that we have the the Heather? The Heather comes in. They're enraged. Okay, okay. And then he thanks the women for being so classy and kind to her. He was like, "You guys were so gracious." And I right. thank you. I thank yeah. you. Anna's dying. Anna, we haven't heard from you. What did you think of this pack of wolves? Oh, that was terrifying. <laughs> the way they were talking to her was terrifying. Like, so you're a bachelor hopper. Yeah. So yes. she starts crying. Sure. She starts crying and Serena goes, she goes, are you crying? She goes, uh, go cry in your chat interview. I can't really yeah. process your tears right now. Oh, yeah. That was, was so cool. Serena was vicious. Not charcuterie Serena, the other Serena. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they're like, this is an outsider. It's a virus coming in and she has infected the system. And then so Chris Harrison goes to Matt. He's like, so what's your takeaway? Um Kit is getting pissed. She's like, I can't keep doing this. Heather was like, I was in shock. I was just being bold. I was following my heart. I was so stoked. My relationship is Hannah. That was optimistic. Her opinion is a lot to me. And then um, I just didn't know how it couldn't work. And then she's like, I want you to know how serious I was taking this. And then he was like, well, I'm falling in love with some women here. Can I see you to the door? And then she like got in her minivan and drove away. She's like, I'm really <laughs> bummed. Time isn't on our side right now. And then Piper goes, and your name was, as she drove away. (laughs) And um, there was that. Um, And then Matt comes and he's like, I want to apologize. And then he pulled Piper away. He's like, I want to apologize to you for laughing. And then Serena P goes, okay, that was hot. That was hot. Him apologizing. I'm feeling horny for Matt right now. That was hot. (laughs) And then poor sweet Abigail, who has been – I – Poor sweet. Let's talk about Abigail. We'll talk about Abigail before the break. Poor oh. sweet Abigail. I don't unless she's the next bachelorette. I cannot figure out why the producers held a one-on-one from this poor woman oh. who's like, I don't get it. She got the first impression rose. Um, I've never seen this happen before, where the front runner never got a date. I, 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 Gareth. I see. Talk to me. What did you think about a this? A puzzling move. Yeah, real. I honestly, like, I mean, I certainly don't ever feel like deep emotional connections in anything that's going on in this, you know. Sure. But uh, but this moment, I was like, this is such bullshit. Like your excuse yeah. is really shitty. That, oh my. You know, sorry, I was dating all the other women, didn't have time to fall in love with you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but that's he, this show. That's the whole premise. When he said, I felt like our our connection was so solid and good. I could just yeah. go explore things yeah. with the other women. Yeah, like Abigail was like, all right, I'll see you later. You know, like yeah. she was ready to go out. Yeah. And that she, why did they? And then when they gave Serena a second date and didn't give Abigail Read a first it. date, the only thing that I could think is that they saw her from the beginning and they're like, we know he's going to fall for her and we want to keep her for ourselves and make her the bachelorette. Like if that's the only – unless she's the ba- – like unless they intervened and they're the devil and they're like, he's going to fall in love with her and we want her. Like I can't figure out why they didn't give her a chance. Iffy, were you shocked by that? Yeah, yeah. No, they they did, definitely did her dirty. But I don't – you know, that's a good theory. But with me, I'm like – 
Because, you know, I'm still trying to make sense of the whole Heather situation. And I'm wondering if that's who they're thinking will be the next Bachelorette. Um, because, okay. Katie, Katie and Anna. Katie and Anna. Well, because, because that's the no only way. reason I could think to be like, hey, here's this, here's this rando person here. Oh, uh, are, y- are y'all still, y'all still fucking with her? All right. Well, boom. Right. I but, bet she'll be in paradise like nobody. Have you guys ever seen a have you ever seen a paradise Gary? It keeps coming on. I have seen end. one episode of Bachelor. <laughs> I or one season. I've watched one season of Bachelor Ooh. Paradise and it again, delicious. Delicious. It's the best show. Tasty scraps. Iffy, here's what I need to tell you. It's the most important show in the history of television. It's okay. more important than The because Wire. It's more important than Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. So all the way back to 2018. All the way to back to 2018. You know, the beginning of time. Yeah. And yeah it is. You're basically getting to know the farm team for Bachelor in Paradise. It's the most, basically, it's the meanest game of sexual um, musical chairs. And if you're not like hooked up at the end of every episode, you're out and it's super <laughs> mean. And it's, but people actually fall in love and have babies. Lori, were you shocked that Abigail never got a chance? Why would the producers keep her from us? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, his excuse was really bad too. It's it, because he he let her on, yeah, or he listened to the producers who who just wanted to manufacture drama, or I he mean, gave her that rose the first night, like not authentically. Or, but then he gave her a subsequent rose when she right. talked about that they may have a potential of having um, right. deaf children. So yeah. it didn't make any sense to me, and I, I thought it was kind of mean. I felt really. I, Felt really bad her. for her. I, I know. Her. Yeah, and she so pure for this show. She's better than I us. No, so it, it made me really sad, and I would have been very confused if I were her as well. Katie, Anna, do you have anything to say before we go to break about the Anna situation? But the Anna situation, the <laughs> Abigail situation, or Heather? Uh yeah, Heather. A part of me, when they were being mean to her, I was like, I hope he he ends up with her. Because <laughs> they're being so mean to her, they need to be put in their place a little. He picks someone, breaks up with her, and then marries Heather, and then they yeah. have like, a bunch of weird white <laughs> religious kids together or whatever. <laughs> but like, also the Abigail <laughs> shit sucked, man. I was I was an Abigail stan. I love Abigail and Bree; those are my girls. And I know she's like boring and doesn't say much, but like she's just so. I loved her. I love her because she's so pure and sweet, and just like not trying to like be like you bachelor bachelor hopping bitch like she's yeah. just like your so name nice. was your yeah. name was are you ready to get married i couldn't believe he gave a rose to jessenia katie's leaning forward katie we need to hear from you katie levine ladies and gentlemen party machine give it to the world katie i think they were really mean to heather too and i am not even that big of a heather fan like i didn't like her on colton season i thought she was fine i remember we thought she was a producer plan on that season Sounds we like a producer of it. felt like a producer plan. um I do think it's weird she showed up so late. That made no sense to me. I guess maybe she did have to quarantine for two weeks. And maybe if she hadn't had to do that, she would have been there earlier. Who knows? But they all did. But they all did. Yeah. But like, you know, that that was just so dumb. And it felt manufactured to me. And I kind of wondered if it was fake. Um, but I was really bummed when Abigail left. As you know, she was my number one pick. I really thought they might end up together. Yeah. And I'd love to see her become the Bachelorette. But I also kind of worried it would ruin her because she's like so perfect. I think that she and Ivan from Tasha season should get together yes. because they're both so her. sweet and cool. And they would be just like the cutest couple in the world. I love that. I love that. So he gave a rose to Jasenia and he cut Chelsea and Serena C. Well, Serena C got really mean. Chelsea I liked. And um, I felt like she didn't get enough airtime. 
Yeah. And I really liked her model walk out of the building. Uh, yeah. She, she's, I mean, she came in, she came in looking good and she left looking good. All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah. It's time to get sexy. Oh, yeah. I need a sexual timeout. started talking about this incident drugs and uh, officials cover up <laughs> you couldn't believe it from iheart podcasts it's like the police knew who he was before they got here a story about money power and corruption the medical school dean at usc was leading a secret double life he's breathing, he's breathing right now yes he's absolutely breathing i'm a doctor actually there's no way that that guy's a doctor I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. So Serena P. gets the one-on-one. Abigail feels like it's a slap in the face. She gets put into the friend zone. And they go for a day of tantric yoga. As a lot of people tweeted at us, no matter where the Bachelor franchise goes, you might be in the woods of Pennsylvania in the middle of a pandemic, you're going to find yourself a tantric yoga instructor. <laughs> Uh, so they go, and we're going to go deeper today. He's like, I'm vibing with Serena. I have to say, for somebody who, like, I, 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 
I didn't – as I was watching the actual date, I didn't know that she was uncomfortable. So let me just start with this. They she they must have known she was super flexible. Like, like Anna and I were texting one another. If I got that date and I had to like contort into a little ball and be held above – like nobody I know is that flexible. Like it would be so awkward to be trying to be like contorting into a ball and held up like over somebody's torso. I had a big breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's also like you have to like press your crotches together and stare eye to eye. It's so intimate. Like, I actually appreciated her honesty when she was just like, not for me. You know what? It's just like, that's a hard first. Like, you're on camera. You know, she looked great. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody could do tantric yoga physically better, but like, that's uncomfortable. Like, that's like you're dealing with like, it's – I actually appreciated that she was upfront about that she had a terrible time. Clearly, he had a great time. And then he was like, oh, wait, what? And I feel like many bachelors wouldn't have been able to handle the fact that she was so upfront about the fact that like, no, I hated that. Like, I fucking hated that. I will never do that again. Get that out of your – yes, Anna, Anna. I just want to say there's always one day every season – where they're like, you need to grind with your clothes on in front of this weird character we've hired. <laughs> and it's always so strange. And you're like, why? Yeah. Why? And it's like you have to connect character. at the crotches. You have to connect like bulge. Like you have to connect yeah. at the crotch. And the poor guy is probably like, don't get a boner. Don't get a boner. Or like, don't not get a boner. Like, do I get a boner? Do I not get a boner? <laughs> they always do the thing where like the girl has to sit on his lap and they have to like stare at each other. Yeah. And not Face say anything forward. for two minutes, which oh. is a fucking nightmare and you're like, like wrapped mm. around in like <laughs> yoga pants yeah. and you're, uh, like biology's biology like uh, like i look for a boner i didn't see one i look for boners every time you can but i, <laughs> but I feel like you're almost like like you kind of like the poor i hope they gave him like a dance belt or something like you're probably gonna get a boner and like but then it's almost like what happens if he doesn't get a boner? you know what i mean like yeah. it's just like you can't win okay iffy if you had to go do this date would you be like into it if cameras were on? It's your first date. Would you be nervous about the bonus? Well, yeah, I, I, be- I think I'd turn that into a teaching moment uh, and just get the hugest boner. <laughs> like you got us in this yoga fabric, rubbing our genitals against each other. I mean, that's Mother what Nature. Who's going to happen? NBC or uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ABC? Huh? Yeah. America's broadcasting company? Huh? The, 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 wait till the Bible Belt gets a load of this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely it's awkward. seem weird, but this did already feel like a pretty horny season coming off of like the erotic, you know, uh, fan fiction of them banging. So- Chris, ha- led by Chris Harrison's erotica. Weird. <laughs> so weird. We knew yeah, yeah. he's been dropping red flags the whole season. <laughs> been picking up. He's been slowly hoisting the freak flag. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. There is like the pandems is like fully bringing out. I feel like there's there's any bones in your backyard. The rains are coming, and like your true nature's coming out during the pandemic. Before seasons end, he's going to admit he's cute. Okay. He's going to have a buffalo head at the rose ceremony. He's going to be hosting in a fur suit. He's going to come out. Um, Gareth, what if you had to go on this as a first date? How would you feel? Uh, I mean, it's awkward. The cameras are also really awkward. I think I would find a way to like be into it, but I would definitely be trying to not like 
uh, tighten the spandex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would be. I just think that's too like. You know, there's a time and place, and especially if she's not into it. If you get a boner and she's like, that was the worst day, you're like, ah, sorry about that hard on her. <laughs> My bad. Um, but I did, it did make me like both of them a lot more afterwards. When she, yeah, like to what you were saying, she was honest, and then he, I was you like... I, I thought th- he would be like, fuck this. I planned this, but he was I mean, super cool. Think about this. If Nick Vial had been the <laughs> there's no way. Most bat stars would be like, well, you know what? Physicality is like a big part of it. And if she's closed it off, like, yeah. you know, most bats. The fact that he only has four to give. I actually thought that showed like, this is like good for him that he could yeah. actually hear that, that he could he- not let his ego be offended that like this what what he had a good time that he was like oh okay and i liked that her esteem enough to say it was easy for me to tell you because what if we built the whole thing around that you think i love this and then it's a lie like i just thought she has so much more esteem than i've ever had like god bless anybody that's confident enough i would have people pleased my way nervously through that entire date Lori. i think that's oh i mean oh, yeah that, yes Gore, no no Gore. i just think that rationale is so right and like it it is a it's a, odd to see it in that format and you are like oh this is like a, genuinely a smart decision for both sorry I'll well no that's the thing is like you also that's why in some some of the women they cast this year like serena included are like like very in some ways these are the most honest conversations we've seen on this show like i think he's actually asked real questions like there's it's like in some a lot of the women are like there's like some really really mean women and then there's like some of them that are like really strong and empowered and like they know who they are and they're they're not going against themselves and it's like Lori, what did you think of the date well i'm a huge fan of serena first of all are you you love her big she's my silver medalist at this point um (laughs) she is well she's so cute number one yeah girl too. I love, you know, most of the time on these dates, people are like, guess what you're doing? You're going to go shovel some cow shit and then you're going to milk a cow's udder with your teeth. And the, and the women are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I love it. I love it. That's how I I love it. That I love it. I'm here for you. And, and what I appreciated about her was that she wasn't into it and she was honest about it. She didn't give a shit. She and and, and she and, nailed it too. Like she nailed the moves. Like it yeah. looked like it was her zone of the highway. Like no one on earth would look that like she nailed it. And she was like, yeah, I hated that. That was a horrible day. I, I was stunned yeah. that she had the ball, like that she knew herself enough to say, yeah, I don't like that. And I'm going to risk telling you that. I yeah, wish and I had that. Exactly. <laughs> and, and normally you'll have the contestants just say they love everything, right? Because yes. all they want to do is please. So, I'm a big fan of her. I, you know, in, in watching this episode, I was, I was thinking, you know, why, why do I like her so much? And then I realized it's probably because she's Canadian and I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm so sick of uh, looking at Chris Harrison's face and dealing with uh, all of this controversy, but she's lovely. I she's love lovely. Her. I love Anna, her. Dr. Banana, Dr. Anna Banana. How did you feel about this day? Um, I hate the ones where they expect you to be like super athletic. Like these basically like a date, we're going to work out. And it's like, Oh, great. Thank you. But I mean, Hey, if that's your thing, go for it. Clearly I would literally like die. Maybe. I don't know. I was like, my body doesn't move. Like I can barely, you know, Anna like, told me she was going to hold me above her in a ball. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, in a ball. <laughs> and then hold <laughs> you up. 
That's, <laughs> some people live in a different universe, man. This like being fit life. What? Oh, what no, a world. No, what a world. We've met the contestants. They are genetically better than all of us. They're they're like they're not not like anybody you've ever met. They're on the next plane. So they go, they have the date. It was the first and the last time. Never need to do that again. I'm not overly affectionate and p- person in public. It was outside of my comfort zone. I tried it and I'm not doing it. I felt naked. This is not for me. I mean, those are all things. I mean, Very honest. Yeah. This sucked. I move at a slower pace. I'm quick to lust. No, I'm not quick to lust. I'm not quick to love. But I can, and then he goes, well, uh, we can have a different perspective and still both be right. Um, She's like, well, cheers to never doing tantric yoga again. (laughs) I mean, I thought, I know this could have been like, well, that was a terrible date. And then it turned out like they actually turned it around. Like, that's shocking. Iffy, what would, if somebody said I hated everything everything about the first part of our date would you think it would end well would you be able to bounce back i I think so because i i think everything everyone's saying is such an uh, admirable quality right especially with dating everyone wants to like make sure they're pleasing you and i think someone feeling open enough to be like oh that wasn't my jam i wouldn't want to do that again and trusting me to respect that not just you know steamroll i'd be really into that i'd be like okay cool we'll never do that also yeah that yoga instructor was weird and kept goading us on and (laughs) watching from the corner uh this was a bad decision it was my bad i shouldn't have had you do this uh i i apologize well i would also think as the bachelor that you're like probably everybody is just like yessing you and oh a hundred percent how refreshing to have somebody be like nope uh uh-uh never again i think the weirdest thing about this show and i think it's also because of how emotionally unavailable i am right now uh is just like (laughs) how often they're like you know and to be your wife i want to be your wife like i can't imagine meeting someone for a couple of weeks and they're just being like you know and i'm just thinking about being your wife and you know i just want to be the person to be i'm like oh (laughs) so you're saying you're looking for a wife (laughs) (laughs) whatever the opposite of that is queen v queen v we're talking Uh, yeah i want that to happen (laughs) man so bad me too. I'm fully on board for that. I do too. I want it to happen too. I feel like we should nominate Iffy. You can nominate friends for the franchise. If we nominated you and you got called. Yeah. Oh my God. If yeah, you yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would demand Victoria come back for the season. I'd be like, I need you to come back. I need, need your energy in here. We tried to, we tried to um, nominate Jerry Trainer. <laughs> And he wouldn't let us because he didn't want to fight for Claire. He wasn't into that bachelorette. Well, <laughs> I mean, there wouldn't be much fighting anyway. <laughs> it was half an episode and she was like, I met the one. She was like, that's a gapper, Claire. She was like, oh, sorry, it's this guy. <laughs> Did you watch that whole season, Gareth? Yeah, I watched – actually, and I've technically watched three seasons because I watched Claire's season – and then, and then, yeah, and then I watched Tasha's season, and then I watched this season. Were you happy that Tasha ended up with the gentleman that that what what was his name? Zach. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I was. I yes. I I mean, it's so the way they get you is they start off with these lunatics, and yeah. so you're like, this is a crazy show, and then yeah. slowly you're like, come on, Zach, play it right, I know. and you're like, what is going on with me? And then you're in, but yeah, at the end, I was like, Zach this is hooked perfect. me. In. 
Zach hooked me in too. At first, I was rooting for Brendan and his turtlenecks, and oh, then boy. No. I w- <laughs> it was aggressive. I mean, it's it is to wear a turtleneck in in the 129 degree heat is a oh. bold move. Well, Everyone on that season was like, yeah, it's been so fun. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to sweat so much. <laughs> they were all just like, yeah, there's no AC out here. But it's yeah. been so great to do this. Also, sorry about my allergies. Yeah, it was a journey. And yet, Brendan rocked a turtleneck beginning to end. Like, he was Steve Jobs. It was, he was a turtle. It was, it was crazy. Um, okay, so then so they go on the date. He gives her – he goes – she goes, well, it's easy to be yourself. I moved out of that he- negative headspace, and uh, that was that. And she's like, I'm surprised I'm here. I'm surprised that I have feelings for you. And I'm. And then he said, what would it be like if I met your family? And I thought, this is a weird thing to ask if you're not going to give her the rose. And then he was like, and he goes, I am very much looking forward to meeting your family. I am so excited. And then she, in her, in her little after playing it cool all day, she holding her rose was like, I'm so excited. Like, it's interesting. Your girlfriend Serena, Miss Lori, she's cutie. She's a cutie pie. Oh, I, again, big fan. I, I don't. I don't know what else to say about her other than is she. What does she do for a living? So confident in herself. Yeah, and that's what's attracting him. I, I think. I mean, and of course that she's just she's really attractive. A smoke show. She's a smoke yeah, show. Yeah. She's a smoke show. Yeah. Okay. So then here we go. We see Matt on his Peloton, his true love, riding his bike, right, getting at it with that bike. And there's a group date. And um, uh, he's like, uh, you know, Bree says, on the group date, Bree goes and tells him. She's like, look, I, I, there was something I needed to tell you. So bear with me. Um, a few days ago, I had to resign from my position to be here. She worked at Facebook, apparently, according to Reddit. According to Reddit, she worked at Facebook. Um, And my mom was a single mom, and this was my dream job, but I thought it was worth it. And um, I had to make a sacrifice. And work felt like a dream. But being here with you makes it feel extremely worth it. And so I stepped away from my dream job. And yes, Anna, Dr. Banana, I see your hand up. I just have thoughts about this. Because one, I read that she has a higher up job at Facebook. And those jobs. Currently? Currently? No. Well, because she left her job. Uh, Those jobs are interchangeable when you work in tech. Uh, She'll easily get another job. So, okay. Uh, But also, yeah, I would also leave my job. I have over 200K followers on Instagram. I'm not working anymore. To me, I was like, yeah, you left your job because now, I mean, and I will just say, Brie is my Persian princess, so I love her. But that's not (laughs) that wild to me because everyone leaves their jobs after this and become influencers. So I'm not like, oh, my God, what a sacrifice. (laughs) You'll be making dough in a second selling Fab Fit Fun or whatever, and you'll be fine. So I was like, okay. Sure, you left your job, but let's be real, you probably were going to leave your job anyway. <laughs> okay, but did you did you leave your dying father? Did you leave your dying well, father and well, find a that's, husband? That's and a then whole re- then got guilty about it about a quarter God, of the way through. That feels like it was like eight years ago. Yeah. That, yeah. that feels like twenty eighteen. So. <laughs> that feels like twenty eighteen. <laughs> you know, when you could do that in twenty eighteen. In twenty eighteen, it was fine. It was no problem to leave uh, your time. Fine to do that. And we were all doing it. It was the way. Yeah. Is it a problem in twenty twenty one to leave your dying father? Absolutely. <laughs> Fifty million future. Dying fathers that year, okay? Um, Fifty million people. 
50 million people did this. Katie, I see you leaning forward. Talk to me, Katie Levine. I actually, I th- I had the complete, like, opposite. Like, I was really upset that she left her job for this show and for him. I was like, dude, like, you keep saying this is your dream job. It's, like, what you wanted. And, and you are probably right. She probably would have left eventually to become, you know, an Instagram influencer. But, like, I was just kind of like, really? Like, you're saying this on national television that you're leaving your dream job to be on this show? Like, I don't know. It just... I, I, I was I it's was disappointed. I was like disappointed in her. I was like, oh, Brie, is there come not on. something weird about your dream job being at Facebook? Yeah, I mean, but it is, but it could be Instagram. We don't know. But, I mean, <laughs> but to be, when you hear about like her upbringing, yeah. like that she had no. It sounds like her dad wasn't around. Her mom was super young. She was like thirteen, right? She was or, like fourteen, like, I think, when she had so, her. So, so she probably for her like that was stability. Like she was probably yeah. had a good salary, oh. you know. Like so, her, so her you mom is pissed. I mean, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I was just like thinking out. Like if I did that, my dad would fucking kill me. <laughs> like you left your job. No, I have to say, <laughs> but yeah. I guess her mom is leaving her for her new family. So that's her like way of being like, screw you, mom. I'm leaving a great job with Yeah, benefits. that's right. Because her mom just had a baby. Her mom, Wait, her mom had a baby? Her mom is younger than I am. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I think her mom is younger than... I yeah, think I her think mom is younger than us. Her mom man. is on this season of The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> wait. Yeah, wait. Remember someone said her mom is younger than Claire. Yeah. yeah her mom's like, yeah. got her, oh my God, her mom's probably I mean, like, what, like, like 36 or something? But like, God I mean, I can't her. Do that. her mom did a great job. Wait. Like, Brie is fantastic. Like, good for her mom for raising this beautiful daughter. Good for Brie for getting this job. Like, yeah. I know I had a similar thought, Katie, where I was like, oh, you have this like, like, don't leave a job for a man at 24, but but Matt's a nice guy. If she really thinks, like, this is the guy, it's hard. It's hard because it's The Bachelor. Like, you know what I mean? It's She'll be fine. She's brilliant and lovely, and she's the I also feel like I feel like Matt, too. Like, if I was in Matt's shoes, I would be like, you could have mentioned this. Like, I, I would have, like, led you and, like, I'd have been like, hey, you know what? Hold on to the job, you know? That's, I love you, but really, it's a great job. I know. I was like, she better get a hometown now. You know what I mean? Yeah, the pressure's you have to. on. If you're him, the pressure you're like, here, is on. Take this rose. I'm so sorry. Jesus. I know the the pressure is on. Okay, so then, um, so then Michelle says, "I am a hundred percent committed to you." Abigail is like, you know, is super upset. She said, and then so she pulls him aside and she said, "I started picturing you. I I, I started picturing the, what are my goals? I want to have a husband. I want to have a family. And I started picturing you in that picture. Do you see that with me? I'd rather know now." And he's like, "From what night one, I was instantly drawn to you. No brainer. I was so comfortable that I explored other relationships, and I did grow strong feelings. My heart is in another direction. I apologize." I don't want to lead you on and lie to you. And then as she left, she was crying and she said, this killed me. I'm the kind of person that make men realize what they want next, but what they, but the kind of girl they want next, but they never want that with me. That's a hard pill to swallow. I mean, that's a good audition for The Bachelorette. They'll play oh, yeah. that. That's a good audition. They'll play that when they announce her. Now, Lori, we did talk about last week how it was announced that Sarah – there's no way Sarah is the, really The Bachelorette. Is she The Bachelorette? Katie. Sarah? I mean, Katie. Katie. Is Katie The Bachelorette for real? Did they pick a white girl, like dildo girl? Is that so real? So this is this, – I mean, do you want to hear what I've heard? Yeah. Is okay. that real? So – 
so there have been reports that she, that she was selected to be the bachelorette but they have not announced it so what i'm thinking is a lot has transpired over the past week, week. yeah and my hope is that we have some amazing women left in this cast my hope is that they reconsider and pick one of these runner-ups uh, whoever it may be to be the next bachelorette, because, you know, unless you're in this bachelor nation world, most people don't know, you know, who, you know, what the conversations have looked like. I mean, hell, we don't even know, but you know, the rumors are that she was selected. And so, so... I hope, I hope that they can change it now. And yeah. Yeah, they of- need to, they have to. Lori, is it true that if she is the bachelorette, she'll be handing out vibrators instead of roses? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. Here's my one one thing too. Iffy. Uh, yes. Iffy. About, about about dildo girl, aka Katie. Katie is like I would have been unimpressed as the bachelor because that ain't even like a dild. Uh, I mean, uh, the, a vibrator that's smacking like that. You know, we all know from our friend Nicole Byer that the womanizer is the top tier uh, dildo. So it's like you ain't even you you ain't even investing in yourself like that. Right. right. I can't give you this. You right. got about that womanizer. Uh, <laughs> Not the Matt top tier. That that would have been amazing. Like, <laughs> what a what a clinical breakdown. <laughs> Dude, I I I hope they reconsider as well because that seems crazy crazy. Um, and then they're on the group date, and he pulls Rachel aside, and he says. Do you think your mom is going to grill me? And she says, I don't see that. If they see how happy I am, that's all they care about. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Rachel's family coming up. But that that's something that will be an interesting episode. So is, you're, are you... Are you, Arden, are you suggesting that we're going to see some drama at Hometown? I don't know if it'll be outright obvious drama, but I think all of us, what's happened in the last few weeks, aren't going to be able to, like, everyone's going to be reading into it a little bit. Anna's leading forward. Take it, Anna, Dr. Banana. I mean, I think in the upcomings, when you heard this voice, I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> he's got bots. So, yeah. uh, yes, I do. It does feel like maybe her family's going to be like, you're not ready, Rachel. Right. She'll be like, no one lets me do what I want or whatever. Right, right, right. Right. Um, It'll be a reenactment of Get Out is what what it'll be. Yeah. Dude. To me, that's ratings. That's all I hear. (laughs) Dude, I mean. Major ratings sweep. Dude, I I mean, and we're not going to have Chris Harrison for this episode. No, we will have Chris Harrison because oh, it's do, already right, pre. Right. It's already right, been pre. Right. It's not until like the final rose one. Okay, so then, so then, and then he says to her, "When I am not with you, I think about you, and you just I just think about you, and when I think about you, you make me smile." I feel like she's clearly the winner. I feel like she's got to win, right? Rachel? Yeah. Can you see? I- I, I that is who I, I mean that's who I think now but uh I and I think that what you said before about that's why this Chris Harris like he's such an attack dog about it that makes sense so I feel like it I do feel like she's not that into it I don't know maybe I'm like she doesn't seem to me to be as smitten as some of the other girls but again I know really? yeah interesting oh I I I think she's just completely smitten with him do you and yeah, I, I do I yeah I, I mean I feel like part of the reason why I like Serena is she's like eh, she feels right. I, she doesn't oh, really I care. Yeah, yeah. Serena is, sorry I didn't mean Serena 
I meant. No, no, like, I know. But I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just saying that, that you know, like Ser- Serena it seems rather ambivalent. I think yeah. Ra- Ra- to me, Rachel seems like she's super into it. Um, but I'm still holding out hope for uh, my Free. gold medal winner. No. Oh, uh, Serena. Who? Who? Oh, Michelle. Michelle. I like I her a Michelle. lot. Yeah. I love She's Michelle. I think, yeah. Iffy, what do you, th- you think that Rachel is into him? Oh, yeah. Rachel's, Rachel's into him. Rachel's going all the way at this point. All the – and I think is what was interesting, and I'm curious to my future Bachelor watch-alongs, me and the rest of my comedy group, White Women, uh, Six Black Men, uh, that's who we are, just for clarification, uh, not – the uh, choice of Matt James towards the end of this season. Um, but uh, we, we've all been discussing, and I think the problem is we went in here looking at it with our, with our qualities, with our brains, not going right. into the Matt James brain. Right. Uh, and, and because all, you know, I, I, a lot of the, my picks got clapped immediately. Me there. too. Yeah, I was like, wow, okay, I don't know. But also I'm starting to wonder if maybe it's just a Matt James thing because it seems like he's deflecting a lot of like the usual Bachelor kind of like themes and such according to uh, like Bachelor Nation veterans. So I'm very curious how this is going, but it feels at this point, it feels like his brain is decided for Rachel because just the way he is around her and how long he's got. But genuinely, it was hard to see where he was going every before this i agree with you because i felt like every one-on-one it felt like he he gives good date like every one-on-one i thought oh that's it's brie it's serena it's like every person i oh it's michelle it's piper okay great and then like but they all were equal to that but then when he told rachel i'm also falling in love with you I was like, oh, oh yeah he clearly dates like a uh like someone who lives on either coast in their 20s uh you know everyone is just as special everyone you know i with you with you is the one you just never know until wow. you, uh <laughs> until you log into instagram and then you see oh okay that's that's who we picked okay (laughs) interesting all right i love that um so then okay so then kit is so then he comes and he gives rachel the group date rose did they do anything on the date was there any activity on the date or was it just like a cocktail party date they have the um yeah like a carnival or something yeah yeah cut it out they cut out the group date they the carnival was with Piper last week. Oh, oh, sorry. Wait, did, what did he do? Did, did they do, do anything? They did. They they cut it out. I don't know what they did. Because of my, because oh. I take notes like a psychopath, and I went oh, it was, right. Oh, to- I think I saw in the in the like Bachelor Nation podcast it was going to be uh, Chris Harris do, doing like Song of the South, and they decided <laughs> against it. They decided to cut it out. They have right. Okay. right, I got it. There's a guy right. with a triple X jug walking to his car. Like, God damn it. <laughs> kit goes and talks to him and kit is like this has been this is stressing me out this is an intense process and um and she was like i just need you to know i've set a certain life trajectory for myself and i'm not willing to compromise it i need to finish school and then after that i need to travel and then i need to figure out my career path and i'm looking for my cheerleader and I need somebody that's going to allow me to grow in my own right. And then getting married and starting a family will come in about five years. I don't want kids some 25 or 26. I'm a long-term investment. Consider it in terms of a timeline. What do you want? And he was like, I never want to pressure you. Um, and then she says, I'm euphoric. 
I'm definitely falling in love, she says to, in her interview. She felt like she put it all out there. He heard her. He didn't judge her. And then when she thought she was getting the rose and then Rachel got the rose and she was like, this is a dagger. This is a dagger to my chest. And then he goes and slow dances with Rachel in the only real musician this series has ever had. We didn't have Temecula Road from last week or Tennille Arts from uh, two seasons ago. We had... Who do we have? Aloe Black, which Aloe I, Black. which there's no part of me that thinks anyone who watches ABC knows who Aloe Black is. They drug they drug him out of his house to come. He's the only real musician they've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Aloe Black is the discount R&B singer of a discount R&B singer, wow. which much respect to Aloe Black. He's great. He killed it. He did great. He killed but, it. Like, like if 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 someone told me like yo I got free tickets to go see Aloe Black it's not getting me out my house uh, <laughs> like like it's not he doesn't have that 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 fire you know once again right. respect to Aloe Black but amazing it, musician I mean in the big scheme of in bat for so generally it's like last week we're like oh my god it's people you've generally never heard of so people yeah. have to round the bend and be like oh my god we rounded the bend and there was. Temecula Road. Right. Temecula, like they, that was literally the name of the band last week was Temecula Road, which people were saying is their favorite vegan restaurant. <laughs> it's like, they'd, and they'd be like, I couldn't believe it. Like, Temecula. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I just no, want y'all to know, I Googled just because I was like, man, he might be one of those R&B singers I might have forgot and he had a hit that I'm sleeping on. No, no. When you Google Aloe Al- <laughs> Black, the top four question is, what happened to Aloe Black? Oh, man. What nationality is Aloe Black? How did Aloe Black get famous, and what is Aloe Black famous for? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he's on The Bachelor. Oh. He had one big hit a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, trying to the, remember what it no, is. It's a dollar. I need a dollar. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden he poofed, and now he's here. I mean, he nailed. He stuck his landing. He stuck his landing. Where's the two-week quarantine, for sure? He gave a good slow dance. Yeah. I would feel so awkward having one person sing for me and another. I'd be like, this is the weirdest energy. You guys didn't see Caitlyn's season, but Caitlyn had like a one-person concert of like the Cranberries in a church in Ireland, and they were like dry humping in front of the Cranberries. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was so – you're like, this is the Cranberries. Like, it's the yeah. – cran- like, this is a, it from the 90s. Band. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nani, nani, you know, it's like and like and like. Meanwhile, they're like literally dry humping in a church in, in front of like Dolores O'Riordan. Like, yeah, they're like grinding <laughs> in like a cowl neck sweater, like just jamming it against a wall of a church in front of the cranberries. Oh, Anna wow. shaking her head. Look at Anna. Anna, Lucky what do you it. have to say about that? It's also so t- I the. The musician just has to like perform. Like you can't even really look at them. Like what are you guys all just yeah. like looking at each other? It's so awkward. It's, I don't, so, I don't it's awkward too sometimes when they're slightly faster songs and you're like, do I try to dance or like do you try to like? They have some that are like slightly faster tempo that are not an obvious slow dance and nobody else is in the crowd and it's one person performing for you that you've never heard of and you're like supposed to move around. It's it makes me panic. Every time. I love the faster Temecula Road song. Yeah. <laughs> you got to believe it. It was Temecula Road. Wow. Um, 
All right, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Kit knocking on Matt James's door. Oh, Bone Zone. Time for the Bone Zone. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. You guys, here we go. A bold move. So last we saw Kit, we saw we saw Matt was slow dancing and uh Kit we last we saw her she had a dagger in the chest. She thought like she thought she was going to get the rose, didn't get the rose, but sh- so I feel like she's doing the math and realizing she may not get one of those two roses that are left. Mm. <laughs> And I have to tell you, I respect this move. I respect what she did. I respect I break up with you. Fuck you. Like, I am in charge of this narrative. I'm breaking up with you. So knock, knock, knock. 
Kate goes and knocks on the door. I had to speak with you. I never thought I could let my guard down. I just, I thought that I would have clarity. And next week is hometowns. And this is not a figure it out situation. Um, I, you deserve somebody that is 100% in and 100% knows that if you get down on one knee, they're going to say yes. And that is not me. I like you. I like you a lot. But that is not me. And he was like, well, I want you here. Well, I am unwavering, Matt. I'm unwavering. This is the right thing for both of us. And then he walked her out in her big fluffy coat and he put her in the car and off she went. Who wants to take it? Who wants to start? This is extreme 21-year-old energy and why I don't date anyone under 25. Yep. Uh, Because she she like – because to be fair, I feel like Matt probably would have picked Kit. Like um, he seems like he had – he had like a soft spot for her. All but, of like, the guys who do our podcast all thought Kit was going to make it to like the top two. That they all the guys, their instinct, the the male podcasters mm-hmm. are all like, no, Kit's in. Yeah, she wasn't going to win it though because the thing that I think she was feeling the heat from is she never did anything that really made her like stand out for me. Like like her big one on one was making dinner with him, and it made it's like you know having dinner. It reminds me of being at home. Yeah, all our parents cooked for the most right. part. Like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> like, right. Whoa, whoa. right. Oh my gosh. So, so this move right here was like, yep, this is exactly. Mm-hmm, yep, that's what I expected. All right, Gareth, what did you think? What did you think watching her take herself out? Yeah, I thought she was like, I quit your firing sort of deal. <laughs> I also think there might be two kits. Uh, I think we need to face reality that there a, might be two. A tale of two kits. A tale of two kits. Um, yeah, but I I honestly never really, I didn't I didn't understand how she got so far. I was always sort of like, what does she provide? She just have, always seemed to be like homesick. I have seen her in real life. Wait, she wait, wait is- what? Cute. Okay. She but is a lot of cute. She's cute. Okay. She's I mean, really might see, that. see here, here's the point, Gareth. You're you're older, you have standards, you've lived Thank enough you. life. Thank Me? you. I have not. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm all in on kids. I yeah. it, like if, look, if she wasn't that young, probably would she's, be in the DMs. She's also cool. You know what I mean? So yeah. she's cute. She's New York cool. She's a uh, cutie pie who's I New would, York cool. I know what I don't want after <laughs> New York cool. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, she was always, everything was just like, I'm called. And he'd be like, this girl's unbelievable. She <laughs> speaks her mind like this. Uh, Lori, what do you think? You know, I mean, this whole thing was so bonkers to me because one of, the funniest thing was that she was like, well, when I turn 25, when my ovaries are so crusty at the age in which my frontal lobe develops. When, my, when I cough dust when I'm out have of my, my baby. I cough <laughs> dust out of my uterus. <laughs> it's like an egg. A leathery egg comes out and hatches in the sand like a turtle. Oh. And so I'm just, my mind is blown that like, that, that that's the age, that right old age. She's going to live her life. And no, when I was like, 25 and my leathery egg came out. <laughs> <laughs> And then the weird yeah. part is yeah. then after she says all that, she proceeds to suck 
all of the air out of his esophagus. It was the weirdest kiss I'd ever seen. He was like, <laughs> his eyes wide open. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Eyes wide open, yeah. sucking it out. Katie's yeah. leaning forward. Katie is. I know when Katie Levine is stuffed, and I know it, and I know Doctor Banana has stuff to say. Katie Levine, you're first. Then Doctor B, talk to. I us. just wanted to go back to the kit being like, yeah, and then you know when I'm around. 25 26 i guess i'll have kids and it's just like (laughs) i mean you're and she's just so young to think that 25 is old i was just like girl first of all like you're from new york like that i found strange too i was like you're gonna look from a city where like people don't have kids until they're older you know and like she just i was like no you won't you'll be still just partying along you know because you'll be 25 as a child as you should be (laughs) that's what it means to be 25 that's the fun of being she'll finally be able to rent a car yeah, and she'll get off her parents' health care. You can get Heather's minivan and drive all up and down that East Coast like a boss bitch. Anna, Dr. Yeah, B. Yeah, she was like, Fuck. on my deathbed, I'll give birth. At 25. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I really – she's really funny to me. I just love that she was just kind of like – Mm, yeah, no, I read the room and um, I, I like it. I have a brand and I really can't be the one that's being dumped. So I'm going to have to leave. And he's like, no, but like, I want to hang out and like, do like, you know, s- yeah, what is she like a socialite stuff? And he, she was like, mm, unfortunately, yeah. that's not going to happen for you. I yeah. gathered my Instagram oh, followers. I'll see yeah. you in and by the way, my chef does the cooking. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but picture yourselves at 21 on this show. I mean, it's I would insane. be I I would never have made it that far. I was like shouting far. at a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, she's tw- she did a pretty good job for 21 in a pandemic. There should truly be like an age limit. It should be 24 and above, I think. I think nobody I mean, under that. Or 25. Make them so they have to be able to rent a car. I think that's good. Yeah. I, I was thinking that last night. I'm like, where, yeah. where's the perfect age for a happily ever after story? And I think it's 20. I think 28 and above. 28, yeah, 28 and above. 35. Yeah. yeah. I feel did good you, about that. Did you see last night how they're – I could – they're sneaking in. They're going to do a bachelor for senior citizens. Yeah. I they? love it. I love. I can't wait for that. I I didn't know how to feel at first. I was like, "That's crazy." I'll definitely watch that. I'm signing my leathery eggs up for that. Yeah, one. Yes. exactly. That's that's when that kid attitude will come back into play. It'll be yes, like, as a 26 year old woman with yeah. leathery eggs, I will be signing myself up. <laughs> signing myself up. Okay. All right, here we go. So she leaves, and then we have Jacenia's one-on-one, and they're going professional drifting. Excuse me. I've seen every Fast and Furious, including Tokyo Drift. Excuse me. I know what's up. And it's Tony Angelo, professional drifter. And um, she is psyched. She she seemed like she was actually driving pretty fast. Like, I don't know if – I would not want to be in the car with – anybody driving me drifting personally do you guys want to drift oh yeah i was uh, huge into drifting uh, i'm huge into the fast franchise i'm part I of the fast family i love the fast um, franchise i started i started a drift team in high school we were oh. streamlined drift i had my japanese friend 
translate that into katakana and i printed out the stickers but i didn't have a car uh and then the car that i got wasn't rear wheel drive so i couldn't actually drift it can uh, i ask but- you a question how did so you have to have how do you actually because i also love the fact fa- i go every opening night to every single fast and furious movie ever fucking love it love it can't wait for the one where they go to space excuse me how do you drift iffy uh, well, typically what you're going to do is you're going into a turn uh, and either you're going to uh, – you're basically trying to get your car to start sliding by either pulling the e-brake or getting enough friction with the uh, w- while you're turning. And usually you're doing a heel-toe mechanism where you're braking, tapping the brakes and acceleration to keep the speed up yes. while also counter-steering against the inertia. So that you mm. keep your car horizontal as you go around the turn. You're the, you're uh, the Ken Burns of drifting. Yes. You're the Ken Burns of The Bachelor. We have the Ken you, Burns of drifting. You typically need a few things in your car to really do this successfully, like a limited slip differential in your clutch. In your, uh, and uh, you need a real wheel drive because you need that power coming from the back wheel. Have wheels you drifted? Have you drifted? Uh, I definitely did donuts in a, uh, in a Rouse parking lot sure. in high school and said I was drifting. Okay. Uh, but I never drifted in any official capacity yet. My fantasy is to be in a Fast and Furious movie and have like a like a girl like a like a like a kick girl fight with like Michelle Rodriguez, like the one mm-hmm. that they had in the subway station. Oh yeah, that with against Ronda Rousey. What, yeah, right? Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I would like to like the three of us. Obviously, I lose, but I have a really long torso and super strong <laughs> legs, and I would like to have like leg fighting involved, and people would be like, "Wow, I didn't see that like Swedish tornado coming," and I didn't think she could like, but. Anna came and she was curled like a tantric ball on top of Anna and she was so powered by her tantric yoga <laughs> that her fucking legs could just fight. That's a, that is a fantasy of mine. I've just confessed that. Okay. Um, can, I, can I tell you real quick? The angriest I've ever seen my father is when me and my brother took his rental. He had this really nice BMW rental and me and my brother got in it and my brother was drifting around the neighborhood in it and he was the angriest I've ever seen my father. <laughs> to be with your father? So I'm actually with your mad. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's when I told my dad I wanted to do comedy. But, uh, you know, uh, different immigrant parents have different <laughs> anger that's, levels. It's that's like, letting your life drift. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Fast and Furious fan, Gareth? I've seen a couple of the Fast and Furious movies. I wouldn't. I. I mean, there's a and lot. And you of go fun. back for more. Gotta get Excuse you locked me. in. We got to get you me. How could you see one and not see all? Excuse me. It's a little. It was fast. It was fast and. <laughs> what furious, about Mission right? Impossible? I've again dipped my toe in a couple times, but come on. I mean, well, I got to see all of them. Yes, because crazy Tom Cruise does all yeah. of his own stunts. That maniac jumps out of the tall building. He... That maniac got his helicopter stunt license and flew in. I mean, you got to see. Okay. Once that's a he different passes podcast. away from a stunt, I'll watch that one. I promise. Fine. Wow, Katie's enraged. I didn't know that Katie and also loved Mission Impossible. Like I did. I could tell she did by her body, body language. Is clear. I am like obsessed with the Mission Impossible movies. It's incredible. I, I love them. Night. I yeah. I see them all. Night. I own them all. Like, I went opening night to the first one. Saw it once. Left. Went down to the lobby. Bought a second ticket. Went and watched it again. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's just crazy policy right out the get because you could just go back in for free. I'm 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 actually a good people pleaser, Gareth, and I'm not a rule breaker. Well, then I don't know what you're. <laughs> to do in those movies true story all right anyway here we are so then they do their drifting and justenia says i've oh she goes pick me up pick me up 
I've always wanted to do this. I respected that she could ask for what she wanted, but he was not feeling it, just like Serena was not feeling tantric yoga. He did not want to pick her up, lay her on the hood, and kiss her. But he did, but he didn't want to. Lori, talk to me. So I am incredibly bored by her, I have to say. She brings me nothing. Um, You know, I'm not sure if you are... (laughs) <laughs> she brings about- me nothing. <laughs> it's true. She bring me nothing. <laughs> she no, had- she's she's she she was not nice to the other women, and I agree. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I don't know if we're going to talk about the dinner date and when she says that she loves him. Yes, she says I'm falling in love with you, and he says thank you for sharing that. That's not what you want to hear once you've put your heart yeah. on the line. <laughs> he's so confused. He is. He's I'm glad you let me he's know. Like, we have thank talked you. three times. Yeah. And why are you telling me this? And he couldn't even hide it. Usually he's, you know, very, he's, very engaged and polite. But he he he's just gracious. looked yeah. he unbelievably was just like, confused. You, you didn't quit your job, did you? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. If you say I love you to somebody and they say thank you for sharing that, it's probably not going to go well. Gareth, how did you feel watching this date? Oh, did he go on the dinner date and he says, I can't, it's missing the compatibility. I can't give you the rose. I'm falling in love with you. Thank you for sharing that. And the kiss on the hood. Why does he grab the rose when he does that move? Have you talked to I'm sure you've dissected no, that. No, we can talk about it. Well, I just, to me, I'm like, she's saying that stuff and he's reaching for the, so you're going, oh yeah, all right. So t- we both feel this. And he's like, this rose here, I'm going to give you not in the real sense. You know, you're like, ah, I'm going to give you ah. 10 seconds to pack your bags and get out of yeah. here. Yeah. But uh, no, the hood kiss was awkward. The size difference was awkward on the hood. It's like, it, there's, I mean, he's two of her. Yes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, whenever he grabs the rose and then he tells them it's time to go, I'm always like, just just you don't grab the rose. Just, just say uh, stop. Stop. This, this, you don't want to keep doing this. So then we go in. Oh, Anna, Dr. Banana. I, I was just going to say a nicer way to have um, sent her home is when he was drifting. He just opens the door and she just flies. Uh, <laughs> I would like to drive through all the boxes and the barrels that they drove. Through. Yeah, fun. That yeah. looked Fine. Okay. So then they get cut and we're at the rose ceremony. We're rounding out the end of the episode. And so he he kept so we have so far we have uh Serena has a rose and then we have um we have Rachel has a rose and he cut Piper and he kept Michelle and Bree. So did he only cut Piper? Is that right? Who else did he cut? Yeah. Only cut Piper because we'd already gotten rid of Jacenia and Abigail. All right. So we cut Piper. She didn't say anything to him. When when he walked her out, she didn't say anything to him when she got into the car. And then she was like, well, I put my weakness out and that and it happens. And for literally nothing, literally nothing. I put it all on the table for literally nothing. It's not me. I don't blindly fall in my feelings and my emotions and my Entire soul was stomped on. She took it well. So she was <laughs> and then in the preview for next week, we saw Rachel get parachute slammed. I oh. wouldn't wish that on anyone. That was really scary. That's a gr- that was bad. That was bad. Yes. The sheer effect of she's walking. I mean, if, I hope she didn't break legs or anything. I mean, that was like I that her body slammed into the ground there's yeah. no way something didn't Oof. get broken yeah um Oof. all right before we go any final thoughts about cutting piper who do you think is going to win and who do you think the new who do you think is gonna be the runner-up and who do you think is gonna be the bachelorette i'll start with you Lori. 
Well, first of all, with Piper, I love that exit so much. I was just waiting for her to pick up speed as she was running out of uh, out of the building and then diving into the limousine. So yeah, she really was enraged that that exit. Um, and I will add that. I love Michelle and I love this last little piece of her oh, when she did the doing push-ups. the push-ups doing really the push-ups. push-ups and she's just adorable and she, so I, and she I, made Brie laugh I liked them all laughing I loved that she's great so I am uh, he's got fully... some great women there Michelle oh, is yeah. great Brie oh, is love great Michelle love Michelle so um I'm rooting for her um I think that you all are probably right it really feels like the whole franchise was defensive for Rachel, yeah. uh, but I, I hope it's Michelle. Um, I don't think it's going to be Serena, although I really appreciate her. And that who do you think great. the number two is going to be? Um, Brie, I she feels a, a little bit. Um, she doesn't feel super emotionally available to me, or there's something just kind of distant about her. And her I, first date was so long ago. Yeah. I, well, maybe I should just say I don't feel like I know her that well. And so um, I would think that if she was the final one, that the edit would be a little bit clearer. So we yeah. know who she is a little bit more. Yeah, she's not um, it. It's either so, going to be Serena or Michelle. And yeah. who do you think the Bachelorette is going to be? I, I, I mean, any one of these uh, final contestants I would be happy with, minus, of course, Rachel. Um, okay, Gareth, who do you think wins? Who do you think the runner-up is? Who do you think the bachelorette is? I think Rachel will win. I yep. do. I. I just. I. I mean, I don't feel like it's too real, but I feel like Rachel will win because of uh, all of Chris Harrison's logical uh, yep. statements mm-hmm. that he came out and made recently. Yep. Um, and then I think runner-up. I think will be Michelle. I really, I do like her a lot. I Me would too. hope that it would be her over uh, Rachel, but I think it'll be Michelle. And then you're talking about from this group, who will they pluck out to be the next Bachelorette? Any of the women on the season, who will be the next Bachelorette? I bet they'll stick with Katie. I think they will, because of the culture they seem to have been nurturing for a while there, I yeah. think they will. They're going to just double down? Yeah, I think they'll probably be like, oh, whatever, it's fine. Chris will be back. It'll be normal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. they'll, they'll probably do one of those moves. All right. Effie, who do you think wins? Who do you think the runner-up is? Who do you think the Bachelorette is? Ooh, I, I'm also going to go Team Rachel. It just makes too much sense right now. Uh, yep. you know, of course, we're operating off of information we've gotten from <laughs> this, but I think also we've seen it in his actions. Uh, the runner-up is, this one's hard, because I think and it's either going to be Michelle or Serena P. I can't quite put my finger on it, yep. but I'm going to say uh, I'm, I'm going to say it might be uh, Serena P. And okay. uh, uh who gets a uh, gets a um, a the the bachelorette? I think because of this Chris situation, it's going to be like a Serena P or Michelle. I think you can't have be. a white bachelorette after that. You like and I think uh, they, I think they know right now too. I, I wonder think, what the odds are in Vegas on that. Yeah, yeah, it's very oh, yeah. interesting to know. I know. I mean, like, I, I feel like you know, in 2018, maybe they. 2018. Yeah, it was a long. That's fair. That's when we were taking bicycles everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's my picks. Okay, Dr. B, what do you think? 
Uh, I always just on the twenty eight thing, twenty eighteen thing. Like <laughs> Charleston had already happened. Like it truly, like <laughs> twenty eight. Like we had already been facing like proud boy white supremacist like aggression by that point. Like come on. Um, but also, I think, unfortunately, I do think it's Rachel that wins. Um, again, because what you guys have said previously, uh, Chris Harrison's defense of her uh and then runner-up i think is michelle there's something there i feel it yeah then you know i'm gonna hold out bachelorette for abigail yeah um katie um i agree i think it is rachel that wins just because of how much they're all defending her and they just don't want another garrett situation on their hands um i think michelle will be the runner-up okay and then I hope Brie is the bachelorette because she quit her job for this. So at least yeah. give her, you know, the prize for being the bachelorette. And I think she would be a really great bachelorette. I think she's really smart and cool. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think Rachel will win and then Michelle and then Brie is bachelorette. I'm going to go Rachel wins because everything we said. I'm going to go with Iffy and say I do think Serena because she's not that into him. So he's going to not be able to resist the siren song of somebody who's disinterested. And then <laughs> I, which we all understand. And then I'm going to say. <sighs> Brie. Okay. Um, we really appreciate when you subscribe to us and when you – if you leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps us get advertisers. It will hopefully help iHeart to want to pick us up for another year. Um, here's one that's five stars from MF Skisha. Laugh out loud funny. Arden and her pals crack me up every week. This podcast is a full bachelor-bachelorette breakdown. Arden does a great job making sure listeners know what happened during the show. But also laugh out loud funny. Arden's guests always crack me up and Katie and Anna come in with the facts and hot takes as well. I love this podcast and recommend it to anyone in need of a laugh. What a lovely review. That's so nice. I know. Anna, you got a really nice one. I'll read you one that was somebody was, um, let's see. In defense of Anna, five stars, Zim Fandel. I don't typically write reviews, but I was so upset when I listened to the podcast episode where someone insulted Anna on one of the reviews. Anna is an absolute treasure and I love hearing her voice on the show. So, Anna, screw that guy because you are fabulous. And that person is clearly an anti-mask, anti-vaccine bridge troll. Thank you. Oh, I love that people defend you. I, we That's love you. Nice. And we I love- agree. Anyone who does not love me is anti-mask. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll read one more. Uh, this podcast gives me life. Five stars from AM8182. Arden, the true smoke show of the Bachelor Bachelorette podcast universe, is an incredible host. This show is hilarious, insightful, and I look forward to it every week. Frankly, it's better than the show they're talking about. Please don't tell ABC I said that. Chris Harrison is a force to be reckoned with, and I really don't want to be canceled by him. In all seriousness, I stay up now stay up to date on The Bachelor just because I want to be in the know about what Arden and her fabulous guests have to stay. Let's face it. The Bachelor can be boring at times. I still love it and will probably never stop watching. But Arden is the farthest from boring and she and her guests add hilarious insights to each episode. Thank you Arden and friends for making such a great podcast. Thank you guys. We really appreciate um, our listeners. If you have friends that you think might like it, tell your friends. We're always trying to grow the podcast and, and we really appreciate it. All right. Will you help us pick the tweet of the week? This is from Amy Steinkohl at Steinkohl. 
It's comforting to know Chris Harrison has a safety net in erotica writing to fall back on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is from Liz Tunkel at Dizzy Lizzy Raps. I wish they edited Chris Harrison out and replaced him with a raccoon a la Claire on Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what you need to know of why Bachelor in Paradise is so great. It's because they don't protect anybody and they make the contestants – appear like they'll be talking to a producer off camera and they'll just fuck them over and literally make it look like they're hammered and talking to a raccoon which is incredible which is an incredibly it's incredible (laughs) um um let's see uh cheyenne constant a trixie firecracker heather leaving hey hannah b it's me heather yeah it didn't work out he sent me home for no reason the girls were rude for no reason anywho i still have this van for another week do you have peter's address last <laughs> anyway um this is from lizzie tunkel at jizzy lizzie raps heather actually i'm not here for matt i'm here to replace chris harrison oh yeah um um let's see this is also from liz tunkel and jizzy or lizzy raps lol matt you 100 have stared at someone like that you do it every time you make out (laughs) (laughs) and then this is final one uh this is from cheyenne constant at trixie firecracker kit's plan year one Past trig. Year two, see an R-rated movie without an adult. Year three, tell old pigeon. Year three, tell old bitches on TikTok their side part is outdated and skinny jeans too. Year four, go to a bar with a real ID. Year five, marriage and babies. I guess those are our five. All right, so I'm narrowing it down. <laughs> what do you guys? Which two stood out for you guys? I like the fallback on erotica. I like that one a lot. I'm team that one. Okay. And then do we like, I'm here to replace Chris Harrison? I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Down to the final two. Amy Steinkel at Steinkel. It's comforting to know Chris Harrison has a safety net in erotica writing to fall back on. (laughs) And Liz Tunkel at Jizzy Lizzy Raps. Heather, actually, I'm not here for Matt. I'm here to replace Chris Harrison. Replace Chris Harrison or erotica writing. Gareth. Erotica writing. Kathy. Erotica writing. Lori. Erotica. And Miss Katie. Erotica. Dr. Banana. I'm going to go with erotica. Oh, my God. It is unanimous. Amy Steinkel as Steinkel. I think this is her first tweet to us. Or our first winning for sure. It's comforting to know Chris Harrison has a safety net in erotica writing to fall back on. If you guys want to participate, just make sure that you tweet to us by midnight on Monday night Pacific time. Tag me, Arda Marine, M-Y-R-I-N, or Anna Hosnie, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H on Twitter. Hashtag W-Y-A-T-R, and you will be in the writing. Gareth Reynolds, what a joy having you on. Well, would thank you, you for come, having me. We would love to have you. Do you plan to watch The Bachelorette? I, I mean, listen, until I get a vaccine, I'm in. <laughs> well, we would love to have you back and join us again. You were a pure delight. Uh, what would you like to promote, Gareth? Uh, you can listen to the Dollar Podcast. I do uh, improvised stand-up comedy from my apartment uh, every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can watch that on my Instagram. I'm at at Reynolds Gareth on all social media. I love it. 
Ify, what would you like to promote, my friend? Would you like to come back? And are you planning on watching The Bachelorette? Oh, you know I am. Now that I'm invested with these uh, Bachelorettes that I'm checking out, you know I got to come <laughs> uh, We can come back with Queen V next time as a couple. Yeah. Oh, man. Imagine. 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 Can you imagine? You better be bringing your girlfriend Nation. back to. Can you imagine? Oh. Can King Ify and yes. Queen Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> We oh. need updates. I oh need my god! Yes, I want. It, I want all of this. I want you to know, Iffy, because I've met a lot of contestants. They are all elevens. Every single one of them are okay. That's on all fire. All of them. All I need to know. All of them. So if they're your siren song, I say go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. So we would love to have you back. And please, what would you like to promote? Yeah, uh, well, definitely, you know, peep, uh, definitely uh, peep me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv.fds. Not only am I playing video games, but I'm doing comedy things there. I have a morning talk show called Sip and Salty, where me and one of the comedians I drag on Twitch get to uh, go through uh, memes submitted by you in my Discord. Also, sometimes I do stand-up, not as regularly as Gareth, but I, I feel like I'm going to be inspired, and I'm going I'm to do it uh, at the exact same time as him to make y'all choose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is over inspiration. Yeah, right. Look, I'm bringing that Queen Victoria energy, and if you want to see the king do stand up, <laughs> oh, yes, no. it'll be Thursday at 6 p.m. Every Thursday at 6 p.m. Not at all, but yeah, no, all good. Food. I love y'all. All. I'll also be doing. I'm going to start doing stand up Thursday at 6 p.m. <laughs> My book, Little Miss Little Compton, is available worldwide, everywhere, wherever books are sold. You can get the audio book if you enjoyed that. Um, um, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Lori, people can't find you, but we love you. Thank you for coming on. You're always a wise, wise wizard. Um, Dr. B, what would you like to promote? Oh, we're going to do Bachelor in Paradise Australia on our Patreon. We're about to start. I can't yes. wait. Yeah, Get me I'm to just, Fiji. I'm at Anna Hosting. You keep sending in your tweets of the weeks. Katie Levine, what would you like to promote? I am KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. And please donate to your local food bank. Um, all right, you guys, be nice to one another. Have fun. Wear a mask. We'll be back next week with Will You Accept This Rose. My name is Arden Marine. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose? This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.